A farmer's time is valuable. That's why Blaine's Farm and Fleet has made shopping for your must-haves quick and easy. Simply order online at farmandfleet.com and pick up your items in just one hour in their convenient drive-thru. Or try Farm and Fleet's same-day local delivery option. It's not just people that need to be wary of the COVID-19 virus and the pandemic. It's animals, too. I'm Stephanie Hoff for the Midwest Farm Report with Gary Hartledge, the lead keeper at the Henry Vila Zoo. And I'm not just talking about your pets, cats, dogs, but big cats and predatory animals, even badgers, are susceptible to COVID-19. Yes, um, we have uh, several species here that are susceptible to it that a lot of people don't think about. We do have the big cats, our lions and our tigers, uh, all of our primates, so from the great apes, the orangutans down to the marmosets and golden lion tamarins are susceptible to it, as well as the badgers and um, our skunk and our otters here. We need to be careful as well as we have um, a colony of bats here on grounds as well. So all of those are susceptible. Some animals aren't, like our rhino and our giraffes and stuff. We don't have to worry about those but yeah there are some stuff here that we need to keep uh, safe as well until we can get them their vaccines yeah mink included I think we, we remember earlier in the pandemic mink farms having COVID spread in their facilities how do you like social distance animals or how do you stop the COVID-19 from spreading amongst animals without calling them that's a great question. Um, it's not an easy one to work around. Um, we wear masks around those species. We, work, we wear masks um, when we're within six feet of our coworkers and stuff like that. A lot of our stuff, we don't really have to wear masks around, but there are those um, individual species that we talked about that are susceptible to it, so we need to wear masks around there. Uh, one of the challenges of doing that is a lot of our training that we do with the animals for, like I said, about voluntary injections or some of the other behaviors that we're working for, we need to be a little bit closer for them to give them their reward and to ask for the behaviors and some of the stuff like that. So it's a little bit more challenging to do that. So we need to be more mindful, keeping a mask on around there, keeping our hands clean, our gloves clean, stuff like that, around all that kind of stuff. So it made us think a little bit harder and, and more thorough of like, I still want to do all this stuff. How are we going to do this to keep these animals safe and uh, keep ourselves safe as well? One of the things that we've been able to do for some of the bigger areas, um, we've had the buildings closed to the public um, at the start of the pandemic, and then we opened it back up, and then we've closed it again due to the recent spikes again and whatever. Um, that's the easiest thing that we can do is to keep people away from our animals. Um, just that, that vector of moving um, COVID around and stuff like that and giving them exposure to um, the best way to get them right now is people having it, passing it on to them just like they can pass to other people. Um, so not having traffic in here, not passing it on to other people in the buildings and stuff like that, that's been the easiest thing that we can do to help protect our animals. Uh, next up um, is once the vaccines are becoming available is that we can start vaccinating those susceptible species. We've been waiting for the vaccine to become available for those species um, and getting them here. That's something separate. We just can't take the human vaccination and put it in the animals. So we had to wait for uh, a special one to be developed. When it comes to vaccinating, you know, they can volunteer. <laughs> Most of our animals that we do need to vaccinate though have been um, 
condition to allow voluntary vaccinations. So it's not that detrimental to them because we have been practicing for a while, not just for the COVID vaccinations, but for blood draws or other shots, vaccinations and stuff like that. So by the time that we get it here and we can get it into them, um, it's not gonna be anything different than what we've been practicing with them. They are just actually getting that shot. Are you concerned about what the Delta variant could do to animals? We're always concerned about it. Um, we're just waiting to hear uh, the information that comes out as well. Um, if other facilities are reporting any problems with that, um, we haven't really heard anything yet, but um, I can't really answer more on that. It just depends on what comes out, what other facilities are finding and reporting, and then how we can respond to that accordingly. Is it the CDC that zoos have to follow for zoo animals, or is there another organization that sets these guidelines? Well, the AZA is an, an, an uh, organization that um, helps with zoo management, um, stuff like that. They're not saying that you have to manage, you have to um, vaccinate your animals or anything like that. Um, but being part of an AZA accredited facility and an AZA institution, um, we do um, take those extra precautions where we can and stuff like that. Okay. So um, I'm not sure of the regulating body, if there really is one that mandates, you know, vaccinations and stuff like that. But um, we'll listen to the veterinary world and stuff like that for what they have to say. Okay. For, uh, for zoo vaccinations, is it similar to the, to the human vaccine? Like, is, there a, is it a two dose? Is there a waiting period in between? Yeah, from what I understand, um, it is a two dose system that we have. Um, our manufacturer is Zoetis. So it's different than the ones that have been in um, the human market, um, but it still is a two dose. And I believe it's around two weeks to 20 days or so in between the, the shots to be effective. I'm imagining um, giving any vaccine to an animal. What does it look like giving a vaccine to a bird or a lion or a badger? If you've taken, like if you have pets at home, you've taken your dog or cat into the vet, it's similar to that. It just might be a different location of where we're giving uh, that shot at. Um, some of our animals, um, and depending on how we can do it safely, um, it might be in one of their hips. Depending on, like our big cat, we have them uh, conditioned to present their left hip to the side of the mesh. So that we can do it safely, they're pushing their side into the mesh and we can put the needle through one of the openings in it and just do it that way. So we don't have to be hands-on the actual animal to get the shot in there. Smaller animals, um, like some of our primates or um, our badger, we might have to do something a little bit different just to get it in there. But um, it, yeah, it just depends on the individual species and how, how we've uh, trained them to accept those vaccinations. Anything else I'm not asking you that you think I should be asking about how you keep animals safe during a pandemic? It's our top priority. I know a lot of our guests have not really been happy that our buildings have been closed for as long as they have. Um, but we have not only the responsibility to keep the public safe as possible as we can while they're here, but we have a bigger responsibility to keep our animals safe as possible as well. And if that means we're having the buildings closed to the public for a little bit for their safety, we're going to do what's best for the animals as, as long as we can. So um, it's all within good intention and stuff like that. So hopefully we can get everything vaccinated and we can start returning a little bit more to normal than wh what the public expects when they come to the zoo instead of having some of the buildings closed or animals off exhibit at certain times. Yeah. Can you predict the future for us at all when maybe we'll see things go back to normal at Henry Violet Zoo? 
I was hoping it'd already be done by now, but hopefully uh, after this winter, uh, everything will take and we can start getting back to normal like we were a little bit earlier this year. That's Gary Harledge, the lead zookeeper at Henry Vilas Zoo. The zoo has been vaccinating its susceptible animals since October. These animals are badgers, marmosets, gibbons, otters, lions, tigers, orangutans, and other primates. The vaccine is free for the zoo through Zoetis. Zuetis donated the vaccines to Henry Vila Zoo and about 40 other institutions that belong to the Association of Zoos and Aquariums. For the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Stephanie Hoff.